Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition for the last 30 years. It's Rosie on the House. Good morning, Arizona. Come on into my house. We've got the whole gang here. I'm Rosie. The show is Rosie on the House. My son and co-host Romy Romero is here in the studio with me. Good morning, bud. Good morning. And, of course, my wife, Sweet Jennifer, is also in the studio this morning. Good morning, babe. Good morning. Got our broadcast engineer, Mr. Gary D., in the engineering room. Gary. Good morning. Buenos dias, my friend. Woo! 7 o'clock hour is always our fun follow-us-if-you-can hour. We go everywhere and anywhere on any topic. 8 o'clock is our outdoor living segment. We have John J. Harper coming in this morning. 9 o'clock is our open hour, open line hour, where any project you're trying to tackle, we invite you to call. But I will tell you now, I will advise you now, that in the 9 o'clock hour, Jennifer will get on her soapbox. So it's a not-to-miss segment. You're going to want to be here for that. In the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be going deep and talking in great detail about air conditioning, that one component of your home that you most rely on here through these cruel Arizona summer months. And if you think it's been bad up to date, it's about ready to get a little bit worse. <laughs> and you mention often that the most, a lot of people say, well, what if I introduce VAP cooling and well, won't that help my air conditioning unit? No, if that was the case, Houston wouldn't be the most air conditioned city. They hit a record demand load this week in Houston for, <laughs> for electricity. They had all power generators going, <laughs> and they could hardly keep up. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, when it's, when it's raining in Arizona to the tune of about a half an inch of rain an hour, that's, that's just Houston humidity. <laughs> they, they, they don't even call that rain. That, it's just humid outside. <laughs> And speaking of electricity, we had our a- our APS guest in last week talking about what electricity is. I can't tell you the number of phone calls I got. And said, you you got to do that again. That- Gary said it was a record <laughs> number of podcasts listened to for that hour. Podcasts through the roof. Oh, really? I, mm-hmm. I listened to it a second time because it was so fascinating. What? I never thought about you can't see it, but where does it come from? What is electricity? Now, you know what? I'm going to take you... I'm gonna take you deeper than that. You know, I was I was trying to take him there to what is gravity. I mean, without gravity, you got nothing. Nothing. Everything floats. Everything Everything floats. floats. Nothing orbits. Mm -hmm. There's no magnetism, so you can't create electricity. Gravity. It's omnipresent. Now, if we can determine if it's omniscient. <laughs> and the astronomers are talking about, and we're going to have Dr. Sky on just at the bottom of the hour, 730, about this thing called dark matter. 
Nobody can define it, but it fills all the voids in the universe and holds the universe together. Jesus? I don't, in catechism <laughs> class, we called that God. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. here. <laughs> you know, uh, we didn't call it dark matter. We called it God. Oh, man. So had a, we, I really had a lot of fun conversations this past week with just, just friends who had been listening to the show. And they said, you know, I, I just never even thought of electric. I just flipped the switch and it's there, you know, and you never think about it's a naturally occurring phenomenon that man has learned how to harness, manufacture, direct, and put to use. And, and, and we had, I had a lot of comments about the description of our dinner, that, that uh, Jennifer and our dinner the night before had been scallops and salmon and shrimp, uh, all served on a bed of wild rice and in an air-conditioned kitchen while Jennifer was listening to her Pandora Boss gag station on the radio, on the stereo system. Now, 300 years ago, we would have both been in loincloths stooping over a little fire that she had started by rubbing sticks together, roasting a jackrabbit that I would have dug out of a hole. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go for the scallops and shrimp. (laughs) But we would have been under, at that point, we would have been under a true dark sky. And that's one of the things we're going to talk to Dr. Sky about at 730, about this new artificial light is killing the night article in USA Today yesterday. But how about this nice little weather we're getting today? You, Romy, you get downpoured? I, not when I was home. Amanda said it, it came down pretty good a little bit later. But as I was leaving, the water drops on the uh, skylight sounded like they were like three ounces a drop. <laughs> oh, they were big, huh? But but not frequent. How about the flood at Havasupai? I they didn't had, see they had that. To, they had to helicopter fly in food to, for the folks down there and evacuate people. Uh, hikers were trapped on the island and caught. And That was earlier this they, week. They yes. lost all their camping gear downstream. Yeah, that was just this, this past week. And we're in the middle of one of the biggest droughts. We, we're in a 20-year drought right now. And as history tells us, as we study natural history, it's one of the worst droughts in the last 1,200 years. The last 1,200. Lake Mead is one foot away from going to Tier 1 rationing. rationing. I had a friend whose family went boating just this last week. And they go to Mead frequently, and they have a big boat, and they have a two-wheel drive truck. And they got up there. Drove all the way to Mead. Drove up there with the boat, and uh, they had let so much water out of the lake that it took a four-wheel drive to get your boat in. Oh, no. It's their normal place, and they spent another four hours trying to find a place to put in. They finally found one, but that put them an hour and a half from the hotel. <laughs> so it's do your homework before you go. Romy? You, you and Remy could drive to Mead with Big Red and just charge $20 a boat. <laughs> put it in, put and them in and put them out. Put them in and put them out. But here's, here's some encouraging news. We're in the worst drought of, of the last 1,200 years, one of the worst droughts. But catch this. In Maricopa County, which was last year the fastest-growing county in the entire nation, we're using one-third the water that we were using per capita in 1980 
and our population has since doubled. How we've, does that work? We've doubled the population, and we're using one-third less water. A lot of it has to do with that stupid plumbing code change in the 90s where all your toilets had to go from about four and a half gallons per flush to a gallon and a half. But now everybody's flushing twice, so that's three gallons as opposed well, <laughs> to four, right? Well, now toilets have gotten a lot better. <laughs> what, was that wrong? Originally, that oh. was the case, but it is, like Dad said, the, the toilets are a lot better now that can do that. And I was talking to Greg Peterson yesterday. If you have our home maintenance calendar, you may be expecting to hear about composting next Saturday. But with the rain and this water shortage and drought, he said, let's do water harvesting. And great. we're going to talk about stacking functions. You know, he's a big proponent of you don't you don't use something once when the water comes in, you shower, you then gray water system that goes out and waters your trees. Sure. And then, uh, so it's multi-purpose. He calls it stacking functions. So we thought, you know, it's it's time appropriate. It's water. One thing that uh, really hit for me, we've always said, ah, you know, we don't get enough rain in the right. desert area to Right. Warrant water harvesting, but the numbers he had was 600 gallons would be generated uh, off of a thousand square foot roof uh, per inch of rain. How much that would help recover everything that's been so drought yeah. ridden for almost this last year? What that extra water just okay. taken from your roof and okay. put to your tree? Okay, and okay. Tucson is really big on the rain harvest, and they get a little more bit than, more. more than the okay, six hundred gallons an inch of rain on thousand square feet uh, water harvesting. Did you see the article in the paper from the guest columnist? Like I don't know who he is. The man's name is Steve Grace. Here's what he, Roman. Now this is water harvesting right here, baby. Two four foot diameter pipes. From Lewiston, Idaho to Lake Mead. <laughs> and he's going to refill Lake Mead, draining the Snake River. He's going to take a eight, the equivalent of an eight-foot diameter straw, run it 900 miles, mostly across Nevada. He states it's mostly government property. And flat, you say. And it's flat. It's not like he compares it to the Alaska uh, pipeline, which was 800 miles long. Went up to 4,700 feet over the mountains, has 11 pump stations, crossed 30 major rivers and streams, and three mountain ranges. It took two years to build that. Two years, baby. In two years, we could have a straw into the Snake River filling Lake Mead. Or didn't I hear that they're saying the monsoon's going to be I think it's a great idea. <laughs> My brother and Let's I get- had, had this concept of around the country cisterns across sections of the United States and having a water pipeline. So if some parts of the country need more, we can send it there. If they need yeah. less, we send it there too. And I don't think there would be an EPA issue because it's water. That's the point. Yeah. It's not petroleum going through a you know three-foot diameter. It's just water. water. And and now I've also heard of a pipeline to Puerto Penasco. We're gonna we're gonna put a straw in the ocean in Puerto Penasco. Now, if I had my choice, <laughs> but the, do you want to drink Snake River water? <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> or, or Rocky I, I water. would rather the upstream, Rocky Mountain. Upstream, <laughs> always would, drink upstream. I'd much rather the Rocky Mountain <laughs> snow melted Snake River water. Yes, well, it's I very would. expensive too to to desalinate. What, what is the word? Desalinate. <laughs> desalinate the ocean water. Yeah. All right. So I, I think whoever Steve Grace is, he may be on to something here. An eight-foot diameter pipe from the Snake River. Now, I have no idea 
how we negotiate with the people downstream from the Snake River that are using that water. But we'll get to that in, an, in, a, in another. That was my question. On who another who wants to share? The water rights, yeah. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Absolutely driven by Sanderson Ford. Let's talk a little bit about where do you like to drive in Arizona. Y'all, y'all uh, text us now. Tell us what some of your favorite destinations are and or some of your favorite regular activities that go on, uh, like like today. Uh, well, you would text to 411-923. 411-923. Just text us what are your favorite Arizona destinations. And, you know, th- th- I will tell you that I have secret destinations that are some of my favorites that I don't share with anyone. So you don't have to share us your secret favorite destinations. What's your favorite public information destinations? Like today, it's the Crawfish Festival. You know, Heber I, yeah. I can't remember the first year we ever did that, but it had to be 15 years ago, huh? Now, 203, 203, yeah. something like that. I remember. You guys just said, come up and have crawfish with us, and hundreds of people showed up for lunch, and all you had was like two crawfish and people. <laughs> yeah, some people came and wanted a meal. We thought, well, let's just show you how, we'll show you how it to. It was a conservation effort. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, that that has blown up over the years to be quite a big event, so it's in the, it's at what was used to be the Bison Ranch. It's still Bison Ranch. It's it Worldmark okay. Bison Ranch. Worldmark yeah. Bison Ranch. With okay. no bison at it. With no bison. But well, crawfish. Because, because right. people yeah, wouldn't leave bison, them alone. They should call it the Crawfish Ranch. <laughs> ah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> so, Romy and I don't have anything to do with the Crawfish Festival anymore. We've passed that off to our niece, who was raised in Tokyo, who married a man who grew up in Baton Rouge. Now, do you see how all that comes together? It just it's a perfect confluence and she's now a nurse at the hospital in Sholo and he's a plumber in Sholo and now they're doing the crawfish festival. It's just a happy ending well, all the Boudreaux's way around. And Boudreaux's out there. And Boudreaux's out there. So how could can't you can't have that? a crawfish festival without a Boudreaux there. So we we can't hardly go anywhere in public throughout the state of Arizona where people aren't asking us, When's the next crawfish festival? When's the next crawfish festival? So it is this. It's today. It's today at Which Bison Ranch. Which is different than in your home maintenance camp. Yeah. Because it was always the first Saturday in August, and there were just things going on on the rim this year that forced it to, to change. So don't pay attention to that. It's this weekend. Uh, Matt Kimberly from Sanderson Ford was up there with his sons trapping out of Willow Springs Lake. Okay. They've got a mess, and then they've got what <clears throat> they fly in live from Louisiana. They posted that on Facebook, too. The crawfish came in on Southwest Airlines. All right. (laughs) Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. And did Matt bring his Tom car up there for everybody to play with like he's done in the past years? No, no. (laughs) That was always so much fun. Oh, man. I was glad you were there to do the cooking so I could go racing around in the Tom car. I always appreciated that about you, bud. Thank you for for doing all the work. And those crawfish were good, too. And you I had to laugh, though, um, because they do have beer on site, and they got domestic and import. And I said, why is a beat of beer an import? Because <laughs> <laughs> it had to come across the Sabine River. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there are other things going on in the state today. On your way up to the Crawfish Festival, you could stop at Payson and do the Payson Book Festival. We missed that this year, didn't we? I know, oh, we have to reach out and see if we can find some new authors out there. It's all Arizona 
authors. It's an awesome, awesome activity for sure. What else have you got in the calendar? Coming up on the 28th, the Empire Ranch. Uh, oh, that's the, that Cowboy Day mm, celebration. Day the Cowboy. Huh? Mm-hmm. Empire I, Ranch, one of the biggest historic ranches in southeast Arizona, located down there uh, uh, just above uh, Sonoida. National Day area. of the Cowboy. That should be a lot of fun. 9 o'clock next Saturday. And then uh, we'll be talking next segment to Dr. Sky about a really cool event he's got going on in Sedona. Kind of an upscale night watching. Yes, and he'll be on in just a few minutes to tell us all about that. How about how about the the square courthouse square lighting in Prescott? Now, if that's not one of your favorite events, if y'all haven't made that, that's one we make every year. That's an absolute fabulous family event. I was thinking this morning we ought to make a little segment on things you need to be thinking about now for the next season. To one, book? Yeah, one would be to get a uh, permit to go cut your own Christmas tree because those, those run out in August. You have to, and who hosts that? Who do you go to? National Forest. I know, but where do you get your pass? Yeah, each of the National Forest headquarters has their own. Okay. And then if you wanted to do the Polar Express and you had specific dates, it would be a good time to sign up for that. Yeah. Just kind of be thinking ahead because things fill up fast. Yeah. But that courthouse lighting absolutely is one of my favorites, as well as the other things that go on in Prescott, the Western Art Weekend, mm-hmm. the Fippin Art uh, uh, Festival, I think is absolutely one of the best events of all time. Now, we've done, we've done that lighthouse lighting where we're all in coats standing in a foot of snow, and we've done that lighting <laughs> in shorts and T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good time to go ahead and get your rooms too. That's we love Spring Hill Suites. We always we always get ours. We're we're all reserved up for this year. All right. So those are just a few of our favorite events. We'd love to hear what yours are, so we could stay in tune with things around Arizona that maybe we don't know about. Uh, you know, favorite destination, and we're going to talk dark sky with Do- with Doctor Sky here in a few minutes. Who wouldn't Who wouldn't love to be? I mean, where's the best place in the world? to watch shooting stars and the moon, but on a houseboat at Lake Powell. Mm. It, that is absolutely unbeatable. More when we get back at Rosie on the House. We're bringing in Dr. Sky to talk about the dark sky, what artificial light is doing to mankind, and some great sky viewing opportunities with him. The Rosie on the House, Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Your weekend wake-up call, your Saturday morning tradition. It's my house, Rosie on the House, where we've thrown the door wide open to welcome any and all of you who'd like to come in and join us. We've also got a special guest that's joining us by phone this morning, joining us from Sedona. Dr. Sky. Good morning, Dr. Sky. And good morning, Rosie, and good morning. Good to be uh, in the house, on the house. Like hey, were you were you up late last night with telescopes looking in the night sky up in the Sedona area? Yes, Rosie, but unfortunately everything went flat because even here, as I'm hearing, you know, just about an hour and a half away from Phoenix, the skies were just totally bad last night as far as viewing. But there's so much to talk about once this monsoon kind of wanders away. There's so many wonderful things. We've had a lot of cloud cover here the last couple of weeks, haven't we? Absolutely. And it's kind of not unusual uh, 
to have this. Okay, meteorology is not my main specialty, but <laughs> many people are saying, Rosie, as I've been listening to the show and, of course, other weather forecasters, that this might be one. A little more intense monsoon season, you think? Yeah, I there think, you go. I think we'll take it. I have a new employee at my office from New York, and she's been at, us, at the office now two weeks. And the day she started, we have an Okatia outside oh. the office window, and it was nothing but a dried, shriveled, little stick with stickers on it two weeks ago. And, Ouch. and I, I asked her to look at it yesterday. I mean, it's just completely blossomed out in green. So we'll yeah. take we'll take all this moisture, even though it impacts our night sky we viewing. But we need it. Are you up there again tonight with telescopes prepared? No, I'm heading back, Rosie. And again, okay. just to mention to the listeners, we have a couple of big events happening here, and one of them is going to happen. We're calling it the three M's, the moon, Mars, and meteors. So, folks, if you're interested in coming up to the beautiful Sedona Roos, that's the hotel and resort that we're doing this at. Hey, Rosie, mark the weekend. Let everybody know, of course, the weekend of, of August 11th and 12th, because that weekend, even though Mars will be closest to the Earth at the end of this month, what's two weeks in space time, right? <laughs> we have a big yeah, and event. What, sent, and what's, sent, a, sent, what's a couple thousand miles, right? <laughs> absolutely. It'll still look great in the telescope. So we're going to have a big special event. There's a whole themed everything here. There'll be a big Dr. Sky special themed dinner for guests. We'll have the telescopes. And that's the weekend, Saturday the 11th, and, of course, the night of the 12th. The 12th is the big peak of the meteor shower. So people should just check in. Go ahead and give us a call here at Sedona Rouge. This is a beautiful hotel and resort. And we've got a lot of good things here. We've actually got things to give away, too, Rosie. We've got telescopes that were donated by uh, some of the manufacturers. We've got a whole bunch of gift certificates and all astronomy-related things. But if we're not able to make that, and we want to think in terms of everybody's staycation kind of mentality, too, nowadays, we have another great event coming up this Friday, the 27th, at one of the companies that we support on the radio show on our own Dr. Sky show here on KTR, and that is the good folks at Family Eye Care of Glendale. So simply this, next Friday, or Friday coming up, 7.30 p.m., if folks come on over there, the reason we're kind of working with them on this is they take care of my eyes, but even more important than that, Rosie, they'll take care of your eyes. I didn't know this, but one of the frame manufacturers that they have silhouette is the approved NASA uh, you know, frame for eyewear aboard the space station. So what they're actually going to do is raffle off you know, a frame and also some uh, you know, optical part of that so you get your lenses. And I also have a telescope and a bunch of other gifts to give out to people, and I think they'll enjoy that. It starts at 730 that's at Family Eye Care of Glendale. They're located at 19420 North 59th Avenue, and we'll hope to see everybody there. We'll have the big telescope there, Rosie, the giant refractor, to look at Mars and the beautiful full moon that's going to take place. Both objects will be so close together in the sky. This will be amazing. And, Rosie, what's going on on Mars is that Mars is now going under what they call a global dust storm. We get the haboobs here, which are horrible. But imagine the entire planet. Mostly all of this planet Mars is now covered in dust, but you can see some of the surface features, including the polar cap. Wow. A global dust storm. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's incredible. And uh, we're hoping that this dust settles because usually these dust storms on Mars, Rosie, will occur after the position we call opposition. In simple terms, Mars comes closest to the Earth July the 31st. And usually the dust storms start after that because of the proximity of Mars to the sun. This one started in the northern hemisphere, kind of unusual for Mars if you study Mars. 
And imagine taking out most of the planet with the thick, soupy dust. Uh, we all know too well as we shake our pants out and clean our furniture in our homes here. But on Mars, that happens globally. That's crazy. So you've got Mars, Moon, and Meteor Madness, July yep. 27th, at mm-hmm. in, in the parking lot of the family eye care of Glendale? Right, do, right I, do I have that right? You do, and right outside their facility and the parking spaces out there. It should be a well-attended event because, again, what we're trying to do, Rosie, is we realize not everybody can make it to Sedona. So we want to do an event for everybody who's nearby, let's say, the proximity of the Phoenix area. This will be a great event. And even if the weather doesn't hold up, we're still going to hold the proceedings inside. So it's an opportunity for somebody to come on, maybe bring their children, get to see Mars. It'll still look beautiful in this monster telescope we're going to bring. And we'll have some videos and, of course, a lot of other good things and raffle off some of those great prizes that are given to us by so many of our sponsors. But we want to put the telescope into someone's hands, you know, pass on the torture knowledge. And then the other big event, as I mentioned before, is here in Sedona at the beautiful Sedona Rouge Hotel and Resort. Give them a call and book and ask for the special Dr. Sky rate. They're discounting it so that families, of course, can make it here and people who want to come up and see this location. I think once you see it, Rosie, and everybody, they'll, they'll love this place. It's uh, located in West Sedona, and it's been one of my favorite, and we just love coming here. This meteor shower is going to be a, really a pretty spectacular one, right? It is. It's the Perseids, and the timing of this couldn't be better because the moon goes new, so it won't be in the sky. So the peak of the shower, regardless of where you are, it'll happen on Sunday evening, the 12th of August, into the 13th, And just find the darkest place if you're not able to join us at this particular event. But again, Rosie, we've got to keep our fingers crossed because Mother Monsoon is always lurking in the background. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. And then we were talking in the last segment of the show about some of our favorite places and things to do. One One of our favorite activities we've ever done is join you on the Dolly Steamboat at Canyon Lake. Uh, When's your next tour at Canyon Lake? We'll take a little break because of the Mars and Meteor Madness events. We're going to start up in October again when I think rightfully, or maybe even late September. We'll post that, of course, at drsky.com. And, Rosie, it's just so amazing that as we can see, just to put this in perspective, when the moon is gone uh, during the mid-portion or early portion of August, that meteor shower, just to hype it again, and in reality, it's probably one of the best of the entire year because most people – with the you know heavy heat, they want to go outside and look. And other than the monsoon, the peak of that shower, I've seen it over the years where we've seen from dark locations over 100 meteors an hour. Oh, wow. And, he, and even in central Phoenix, you know, people have said, if you see one, you've seen a lot. If you've seen none. But, Dorothy, there's so many of these dark sky locations, and that's what we're you know proud to be here in Sedona today. It's one of the official dark sky communities. Arizona has five of these. And it's quite amazing. Uh, Sedona, Camp Verde, Flagstaff, Fountain Hills, and, of course, Oak Creek are the designated dark sky communities. And what they simply do is, as you know, the, we saw the read the article, I should say, in the USA Today, the front page. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That there's so many of these areas in the nation that are drying up. And that's when I, you know, that's why I, I intentionally moved. I was back in the New Jersey market 32 years ago. Oh. And sad to say, you know, there's not a square inch of dark sky back there pretty much. No, they were, the, you the, escape. The, the article actually states New York City, City residents can live their entire lives seeing fewer than a dozen of the brightest stars and planet. Most people yeah. living east of the Mississippi River will never see the Milky Way. 
in all of its glory. Isn't that, isn't that incredible to think about? It is. And hey, look, we're all about growth and about, you know, doing business and being a capitalist and, and positive sales and growth. But this is what's great about the whole Dark Sky organization is that they've looked at this from a serious thing to preserve the beauty of the nighttime sky. And here in Sedona, obviously, they've done a wonderful job of that. And that's spreading like wildfire. And, you know, on the same note, Rosie, of bright areas, I want to promote one more place that we do every month. And this is if you're really in downtown Phoenix and you want to have the night sky shared. Here's the point. You can see, even from the bright lights of downtown Phoenix, how about this? Central and McDowell. That's we do our, we that, do that's, our a, that's right in the, beast, the belly <laughs> of the beast there. <laughs> right. And how about this one? We do a monthly event, free event for the public at the beautiful Hobnobs uh, Cafe and Spirits. They're down at 149 West McDowell. And the point is, to mention this, the next one is August 3rd at 7 p.m. So if you come down there, there's brilliant lights around, but I'm here to prove the point, Rosie, and it's a good one, that even if you're within the bright lights of a city, we can still show you some pretty cool stuff. So hope, you know, there's a lot of hope out there, but the best thing would be to turn down some of these lights. And obviously in areas like the main part of Phoenix, you can't, but I'm here to tell you that we can do a lot. And there's so many positive things. We get so many positive reviews from people who come to these events like at Hot Knobs, oh, and they yeah. just tell us, hey, we love this. Yeah, we oh, yeah. We're, we're doing what we can to get our Arizona listeners to fall in love with the dark sky. It's really now becoming it's becoming a natural resource, and it's a, yeah. it's, it's a fantastic pastime. Where can they just go, Dr. Sky, to take a look at all your upcoming events and log into whatever in RSVP and get plugged into whatever you got going on? Where's the one place two, they can two go? Two places. The okay. best place I would suggest is this. If you go on to our KTAR Dr. Sky blog, just send us a response to the latest contact that's up there, the latest news story. And we'll be doing a much better job in developing a new Dr. Sky site very soon, Rosie, so everybody can get that. And I just want to mention something, too, that I was listening in beforehand up here on the radio. And talking about gravity, I just want to put this one in perspective. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm not reading this, by the way, folks. This is a subject that, Rosie, we should talk about in the future. Hopefully we will. The general theory of relativity that Einstein, of course, promulgated and put out, describes gravity not as a force but a consequence of the curvature of space-time. And people may be scratching their head going, what the heck is that? It's like if you took a giant rubber sheet and put different weighted ball bearings on it. You can see how it's curved on the rubber sheet. The probability is that, that gravity is caused by the simple uneven distribution of mass throughout the entire universe. And then to make your minds even go more into the, well, in, into the outer space area, <laughs> it's early Saturday morning. Right. The whole concept of dark matter is this hypothetical form of matter that doesn't interact with electromagnetic forces. It does not absorb, reflect, or emit light, and it's probably some subatomic particle that, of course, we haven't yet detected, but the big news is 80% of the universe is comprised of this stuff, so we only see, Rosie, in summation, about 4% of the real visual universe, and like if you look at the mountains and things here in Sedona or in your beautiful backyard with flowers and all these beautiful things in nature, we're only seeing 4% of the entire universe. Can you imagine what the rest of the percent probably would look like if we could see it? There, there is no doubt in my mind <laughs> that one nanosecond after I leave this physical body, the impression I'm going to have is, wow, I, I never imagined. 
everything at that point is going to be so much bigger, grander, awesome than anything we could have ever possibly dreamed. Stretching your mind at Rosie on the House here this morning at 746. The Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. Trying to do what we can do here at Rose on the House to get all of you to fall in love with the great outdoors of Arizona. Asking you to text us. 411-923. To your, some of your favorite destinations. I'll, I'll tell you one of my favorite destinations is the very headwaters of the Santa Cruz River. In southern Arizona, absolutely one of the most beautiful meadow settings. And the only agony I have about that place is just, just when I discovered it 40 years ago, you could go and set up a tent and not see anybody for a week. Not so much anymore. The last time I was there, last November, there was literally a traffic jam of cars on the dirt road. Cars coming in, cars going out, cars camped all along the way. It's just the price we pay to go from one million Arizona residents to seven million Arizona residents. So you can talk about that one because it's no longer a secret it spot. It is not a secret. No moss. No moss. No moss. Using less water, of course. And we're all using less water. That's exactly right. So the Arizona Staycation that we sponsor at Rosie on the House is one of the ways that we encourage y'all. We encourage y'all to get outside and fall in love with the outdoor sky with Dr. Sky. That was our last segment. Then we encourage y'all to get outside and enjoy all the locations of Arizona in our Rosie on the House calendar. Romy, when's, when's edition two ready to go? Well, this is... Uh, Second printing edition one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we... We ran, ran out of out. calendar, so we have another uh, batch that gets delivered Monday or Tuesday. And then the second edition, starting in August, we'll open up the photo contest. We're going to add a recipe contest, and we'll be going to print with that end of October. And that's where we tell you which staycation you'll draw from. And this next drawing, August 15th, will win a stay in Winslow. But this last week, yeah, we just drew this week, and they'll be going to Bison Ranch uh, next month, and it's in Hebrew Overguard area. It's now called the Worldmark Bison Ranch. Worldmark. Yeah, it's a Wyndham Hotel oh. resort actually, and just wonderful rooms. We've stayed there. If you don't have a cabin and you want to get up off the desert floor, um, it's a great way to go. It's um, you're in the big. pines. In the pines, and you got, it's just almost everything you would have in a cabin, a full kitchen, laundry room, beautiful setting. You can get outside and walk around. There's a catch-and-release little pond on the property. Um, the little community right there is like 1800s um, square with boardwalk and places to eat and grab a cup of coffee and just hang out. It's actually where the Crawfish Festival is going on right now today, starting at 10 o'clock. But uh, just a great little place to go. And the, and the winner will also have a basket from Sibley's West, which is one of our sponsors, a great little shop in Chandler uh, where you can get. That's a gift store. It's a gift store. of Everything Everything there is made, handmade, a lot of it, by uh, in Arizona. 
So just everything, pottery. Everything in the gift store is from Arizona. Is. Sibley's. Mm-hmm. Sibley's West. I've Good. seen the baskets. I've seen their website. I've seen their catalog. I, I need to run down there and see the you store. You would really enjoy it. It's really fun. And even books. And all, I don't need to oh, there I don't, you I shouldn't go. tell you okay. that part. Oh, it's a done deal. All right. Also Put in the basket, the <laughs> also in the staycation <laughs> basket, they will have um, books, uh, publications by Arizona Highways on hiking and traveling around the state. As, lo- as well as sometimes uh, you'll get a copy of Boots and Burgers by Roger Naylor and uh, state pass- passes to the state parks, Arizona State Parks. So it's really jam full, plus a $250 gift card, and you get to choose the, the car you want um, from Sanderson Ford. You know what else we ought to start throwing in that basket is Roger Naylor on his website has a listing of all the greatest barbecue joints in Arizona. So mm. they can have all the best burger joints and all the best barbecue joints. So for wherever they're going, at least they have that covered. Well, I think you and I ought to maybe go out and test those a few out of ourselves. Them? Yeah. 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 Well, no one would test barbecue better than you. That's for you, for sure. What's the joint in Flagstaff you've fallen in love with? Satchmo's. Satchmo's. Yeah. I've sent a lot of people there, and everybody calls and says, Jennifer, you were right. It's every bit as good as you said it was. Yeah, well, you, you are the original barbecue snob. That's for sure. Well. Just got it. I don't know. It's a all gift. Right. All right. So August 15th, we've already drawn for the Bison Ranch mm-hmm. winner. Mm-hmm. That was every 15th of the month, we draw the winner. And you get to, we swipe it and you get to put in fresh every month. Just check the uh, website. You can go to the staycation tab. It gives you a place to sign up and look at the month you want to go and sign up for that month. If you don't, if you can't go, we're not going to change the dates. It's a set, it's a set event. So make sure you can go and sign yeah. up. Yeah. Which is a new feature to this yeah. year, and it was uh, it was a testing because so many times by the time a decision was made by the winner, there was no time to make accommodations. Rooms were booked, events were mm-hmm. sold out. So this lets us ahead of time enhance the experience and options that you have, and send people all over the state. Thank you, Sanderson Ford, for sponsoring the Rosie on the House Staycation, where when you win, you get to go to Sanderson Ford and pick your car of choice off the demo lot. And then Jennifer fills for the it up weekend. and gives you a gas Yeah, for the weekend. Thank you for <laughs> that. Jennifer fills it up and gives you a gas card. It's a no-cost staycation. Wyndham Resorts has a little deal going on. Find it on our Facebook page.